Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. It's a special honor and joy for me to be back home. <laughs> if you leave me, I can be crazy sometimes. I'll bring everybody in Lagos to be under this roof. I don't want to provoke my friends, so I'm careful when I say that, but it's the truth. This is an apostolic center. Uh, let's be seated. Let's be seated. Pastor Poju, I really want to thank you and especially honor you for what you're doing, what you represent. When I sit from the, my position and look at the future, as our fathers are exiting, I know that the body of Christ is in good hands. I, I drank from Kenny Huggins. There was a time there were a few apostolic centers in the U.S. Tulsa definitely was one of them. Of course, God had two in Tulsa. He had a robot, he had, you know, Kenny Hagen there. In those days, if you have not been to Tulsa, it's like God has given us our own Tulsa here, here. And I'm so grateful that this conference comes up at the beginning of the year. So with it, you can set your year in order. I listened to the message you opened with, heavy, heavy, heavy stuff, heavy stuff. I told that all our people follow the three because I learned from that one is three stages. Follow all of them everywhere. And then you can set your year in order. Um, my gift is simple. To now make things simple for everybody. I have a huge machine inside me that breaks down revelations. A grinding machine. That might be my real gift. Other things people are seeing. I have something in me. It's called the spirit of wisdom and revelation. What it does is to take complex things, break it down to the level that even babies can digest it. And that's what I'm going to do. Having been in the word of faith for years, God has helped me to digest these teachings and sometimes I use different words to get it across. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for the privilege that we have, the access that we have to your throne, to you, our Father. I ask that your kingdom will come, your glory will be revealed, and I ask that you will speak with such simplicity that even a baby, a baby will be able to get it. Grant me utterance to make known the mysteries of your kingdom. And I ask that your power of your word will go along. Let nobody live here the same. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. First lady, special honor to see you again, you know. 
evergreen. You know, when I think about, you know, I'm a Trinity man. So I'm aware, I'm aware that God doesn't have a wife, but he has son. He had only begotten, now he has us. So I've wondered, where is the role of the woman in the Trinity? And I found out that it's the role of the Holy Spirit. So every believer needs two helpers, one invisible and one visible. When you get married, you get the visible one. Sometimes I hear that, for example, the pastors, their children are running wild, like school, you know. My kids went to one of the schools in Lagos, Queensland. And sometimes they bring reports, you hear some of the people creating problems are pastors' kids. And then I get to talk to some men of God, they tell me how they're having certain problems with their kids. We never had any problem for one reason. The Holy Spirit's job. The antidote to the youths running wild is to expose the children early enough to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But the other antidote is for every woman to learn to function like the Holy Spirit. Do you know what causes problems in raising children? When the husband and wife contradict each other before them. You know, for example, now, um, I might be, I think I'm stronger when it comes to discipline. So see what happens, especially the guys. If you discipline them behind the scene, they go to their mother to complain. If when they go to the mother, the mother contradicts the father, those children will end up derailing later. They will. But you know what Pastor Sarah does for me when you go? She now does that job that the Holy Spirit does. This is why your father is telling you that. This is why he's doing it because he loves you. He's doing it because this is what he's seeing. He gives them further breakdown. That's what we call revelation. And then the next time, I see the same man that was doing this. I have two, two boys, and you know, they are out to, as they become adults, sometimes they want to let him. I see the guy, next time I see him buying me a gift, or he brings dollars, or he brings something, to come and say, thank you for that stuff. Um, one of them got to admissions abroad. As we were praying, he was getting ready to leave. The Holy Spirit said, no, keep him here. He will go for his master's, his first degree. Let him do it in Nigeria. He has told all his friends in school that he was going. <laughs> he had the admission. So, you know, I was in big trouble. Then he goes to his mom to complain. This is why. Number one, number two, number three. Why your father is doing that? You will thank him later. In final year, the same guy bought me a major gift to come and thank me for keeping him here. He has two companies. And he's making millions while in school. 
And he has people working for him while he's in school. I say, now you are ready. You can go anywhere you want in the world. You want to go to Harvard, go. The foundation we wanted to lay, we have laid it. Okay, let's get back to the subject of faith. That's my job. Today, I want to talk to you about faith to do the impossible. The theme of this conference. <laughs> um, Hebrews chapter 11. Let me start there with something. Verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Okay, verse 3. Through faith we understand that the world, plural, were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made out of the things which do appear. Now, this message is so powerful. It's so powerful. You know, the word God gave me as we are moving into 2023, 2024, is sit down at my right hand and I will make your enemies your footstool. It's a rule from the place of rest. Rule from the place, from a seated position. God has given us that privilege to sit with him at the highest level of authority there is. To share his dominion, to share his authority. He said, operate from that place. Don't run around. Don't stress yourself. Once you find yourself in stress, find yourself in toiling, you're out of faith. This message is the most powerful thing on earth. Because this is how God created the world. This is how he created the universe. And then he made us in his image. And made us to function exactly the way he functions. By faith, the words were framed by the word of God. So all the invisible things... All the visible things, the, the natural world that we see today came out of the invisible world. And in a few minutes, I'll show you the connection between the two realms. The only law in the whole of the Bible that is higher, that is stronger than the law of faith is the law of love. I've observed Pastor even that opening day, if you ask me to summarize it, I can tell you what he said. He's teaching people, and I've watched in many of his messages, he's teaching people first to listen to God. He's teaching people to now believe what God said, to trust him. Then he's teaching people always to obey God. And when you want to take him to his full scale, is teaching people to love and take care of each other. If you can do those four, you have succeeded. Because it's a law. So this verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 11 makes it clear. There are a number of things you can derive from there. Number one, the law of faith is the secret behind creation. So that is the law that empowers you 
to take things from the invisible to the visible. To take things, move things from ideas to reality. To move things from dream to product. To move things from the realm of desire to the realm of manifestation. That is the law that is responsible for the miraculous. Actually, there are two dimensions of it that we all need to master. In the evening, I'll show you the other one. One is how to unlock your faith. And if you know how to do that, you can get the things you are trying to, you are trying to accomplish. You can get them accomplished. The other one is learning how to unlock the faith of others. If you want to function in the miraculous, that's the additional thing you have to master. I have a dream. How do I bring it to pass? Learn the law of faith. I have some goals this year. How do I bring it to pass? Learn the law of faith. Now, if you have listened to Pastor Puju, you know where to source your dream from. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Maybe I should, I should start from that. John chapter 15. Verse 7. If ye abide in me, I'm going to talk about that component because a lot of us who talk about faith might not omit abiding life, abiding in him. And that's where we make a mistake. If you abide in me, this one has to do with prayer and fellowship and spending time with God. Then my word abide in you. A lot of faith teachers start from here. You shall ask whatever you will. You can see how an open check is created, but yet that open check is regulated by something. It doesn't mean because he said whatever I will, I cannot go off in everything. What governs what I will is what the world has provided. So there are three things I'm going to tell you. Faith begins where God has made a provision. Faith begins where God has made a promise. Faith begins where God has made a commitment or a covenant. If you know where he has made a commitment to do something, then you can come to him on the basis of that. If you know where he has made provisions, actually, actually, the man that is exercising faith believes in the existence of what he's talking about, he's only connecting, hooking up to God to manifest it in the physical. That thing already exists. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Even though you can't see it, it exists. So grace makes the provision, faith makes the appropriation. Grace provides whatever that we need, everything that we need. Faith is now going to draw it. Let me say it differently. Grace puts the money in the bank for you. Faith is now cashing that money, cashing your check, turning it to cash. So everything that Jesus died on the cross to make available to us, we can exercise faith on them. Everything that the word of God provided, we can exercise faith on them. 
And some of the, the provisions are promises. Some of them are covenants. Some of them are even new creation realities. There is a second element. Things exist in two dimensions, primarily. Things exist in the spiritual world, and things exist in the natural world. In other words, God made two worlds, the spiritual and the natural. The spiritual world is the eternal dimension. Everything in that realm exists forever. The spiritual world is the unlimited dimension. Water can finish in this realm, but water does not finish in that realm. Finances, this is the realm that has limitation. That realm is unlimited resources. Money can finish in this realm, but money does not finish in that realm. The parent realm is limitless. It's like an orange tree that bore a thousand fruits. So you keep plucking, and after a while you say, it has finished. It has not. What was manifested is what finished. But what brought it forth has not finished. If you know what to do, you can get the tree to reproduce another 2,000. Of course, I brought an apple from East Africa, an apple that grows in our climate. Um, I belong to a farm in the UK. Uh, you register as a club. In that farm, we have over 400 species of apple, apple only, and then grapes. So I'm looking for a way to, because I have a farm, to transplant this thing here, but they don't grow in cold weather. So a white man came to East Africa and created a, a hybrid that grows in this our temperature. So I came back with it. The amazing thing about that apple is that you harvest three or four times every year. The only thing you have to do is provide water for the soil. So when the trees are loaded and you finish harvesting, don't say it has finished, it has not. The parent is still there. The fruit finish, but the parent has more fruit inside. So you, you put the laws back into motion, and another three months, you have another set of apples. That is the same thing happening with me and these very massive guavas that I have in my house. I have vest three times minimum every year. So in all seasons, we're eating guava, very big like this in my house. There are certain uh, fruits, and vegetables that I'm interested in. So I grow them. I have my own greenhouse. I have all kinds of things going. So this thing we do in Africa, where we harvest once a year. No, 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 no. In the Bible, according to the Bible, the trees in the garden bear fruit every month. It is possible to harvest on a monthly basis. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, here is what it is. So when government makes the announcement this year, they tell you the economy is going this way, things are going to be hard. Listen, it's because they are dealing with the tangible. They don't understand the realm of faith. When you understand the realm of faith, you know it's a realm of limitless possibilities. 
Don't be trapped in the sin. The things that are seen are temporal. The things that are not seen are eternal. Hmm. Third point, because I'm going to give you the laws now. And the things I'm telling you are the things I'm living. And what they are creating is mind-boggling results. Mind-boggling results. Because we are made in the image of God, we are meant to get our results the way he gets his results. You won't see God running around. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances, like when a valley was filled with dry bone and he was showing his decay, you won't see him unnerved or destabilized. He operates from that realm of knowing <laughs> and, and this is how God gets results. He first uses his word to create what he wants. Then he uses his hands to gather the harvest. Hmm. Let's find another way to say it. He uses his word to create whatever he envisions or whatever he desires. Then he uses practical effort to bring it into full manifestation. What does that mean? Creation happens in two dimensions. That's why they, they give us two chapters to tell the creation story. In Genesis chapter 1, you see things created. Then in chapter 2, you see the same thing created a second time. And I used to wonder why. For example, Pastor Pujo, in chapter 1, okay, put it up. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. And God said, uh, verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness so they can have dominion. Then verse 27, the Bible actually said that he created man in his own image and likeness. He actually created him male and female. Then what are you doing in chapter 2? Go to chapter 2, verse 6. Go to chapter 2. There went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And verse 7, and the Lord God formed man out of the... What are you doing here? You finished creating man. Now, what are you creating here? Watch what is going on. With words, he creates whatever he wants. Then with W-O-R-K, walk, he manifests the physical equivalent of it. So chapter one, creation, is creating something out of nothing. Chapter two, creation, is creating something out of pre-existing materials. So this is the, the dynamics that you now find when the New Testament writers are writing. Paul wrote from chapter one, reality. How to call things that be not as though they were. James, the apostle, the brother of Jesus, wrote from chapter 2, reality, telling you that faith without works is what? So you don't see God get up and start toiling, running. No, 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 no. That's why we are meeting a lot of problems. Sit down in one place. Sort that thing out first with your words. 
deploy the force of faith to create the reality that you are looking for, to create the next church. If it's church growth, before you even start running up and down, create it first. Create that 10,000 church. Create that 5,000 church. Create that 100,000 church. Then you now go to chapter 2 creation to deploy labor and forces to bring the reality to pass. That's how I create wealth. That's how. I, I <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's leave that alone. Maybe, who knows, maybe this evening or maybe ending of this session, I might tell you a few things about money. You see that other realm has inexhaustible resources. So, for example, when Peter was trying to fish and he said we toiled all night and caught nothing. You see, because he's starting with toiling and work. And that's what the fall of man is. Remember the cost that was laid on man. Eh? Another one was laid on the woman. <laughs> Both involved toiling. The women toil in childbirth. The men toil in creating wealth. This is the falling state. When you get back to the dominion state, the faith state, the original state, which is what redemption came to bring us into, you don't operate in that state anymore. You operate from a state of rest. You use your word to create that reality. <laughs> then you can now add corresponding action to manifest it in the physical. So you notice that everything is created twice, even this house. They first sit down and design it. Am I correct? Uh -huh. You start with ideas. You start with words. Because the man that is turning ideas to a blueprint on paper has to listen to Pastor Poju to get some directives, words. It is the words he speaks to that man that impregnates the man to now capture it correct, correctly. When you are an architect, you don't design a house after your own passion. You design after the owner of the building. It's the same law that approaches when it comes to faith. That same law applies. That's what Pastor Poju was letting us know the other day. You don't start with your own plan and then ask God to bless it. You go to God and get the blueprint from him. Then you don't have to struggle too much to get it done. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Because you see, I might want my pulpit to be rectangular like this. And you come and do a circular pulpit. You did what you wanted, not what I wanted. So that's why he said, my word must abide in you. Then you can... Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done. Actually, there is another scripture that helps to you know, clarify that. First John chapter 5, verse 14. Faith begins when, where the will of God is known. So the foundation of faith is the revelation and knowledge and revelation of the word. Start with knowledge. Read it first. Get the logos. And then 
as you now get into prayer and interaction with the Holy Spirit, Rema will appear. It is on that Rema. <laughs> okay, please put it up. First John chapter 5, verse 14. This is the confidence. You see where faith comes from. That if we ask that, that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, you see that? The other place, say whatever you will. Now he's telling you it has to be according to his will. So, like Abraham that was given the boundary of the promised land from river Euphrates to the great river to the sea to the river of Egypt. Within that, within the boundaries of God's will, you can exercise your will for anything you want. And I want you to know that the boundaries of God's will is very huge. Actually, it's as big as the universe. Make sure that the word covers what you're believing God for. Make sure that the word covers what you're praying for. Make sure if that is not so, you're operating in assumption, not faith. This is the confidence that we have in him. Please go back, verse 14. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Then the next verse, 15, he said, if we know that he, hear, he hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we can go with a knowing that we have that petition that we have desired of him. So, let me just make one more point on the two processes involved in this. God will use his word to call for the things that be not as though they were. And after that, he will use action to manifest it in the physical world. Uh, and you will see all creation follow the same pattern. I watch in chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, on the third day, he created the earth. Then he said, let the ground bring forth all kinds of plants. And the Bible said it was so. It was the spoken word and the ground brought forth all kinds of trees and plants that yield fruit after their kind and it was so. So ladies and gentlemen, the question will now be, why is it that in chapter 2, the Bible says he planted a garden? Why don't you just call forth a garden? So if you want a garden, like me, there's a gardener. When you finish speaking, you better go and plant something. <laughs> Add corresponding action. But do you know in my garden, I use my words and my faith to govern the trees. They listen to me. The animals listen to me. Of course, the whole creation listens to me. If I tell you some things I have done, you'll be shocked. If I tell you, you'll be shocked. You see this nature, these forces of nature. And if we're going to have the kind of men God wants in these last days. You see, the miracles of healing and all this deliverance and all that. That's one level. We're going to have miracles that affect nature. I was in the northern part of Canada. You know, these are our Igbo friends. And it's only three months in a year 
that they have clear weather. And that's when they can farm. The rest, you know, that's where you walk over. That's the first time they took me, and I was walking on a lake, large lake. And cars drive on top of ocean because of the level of freezing that happens. You go further, you meet where darkness, night, lasts for three months. And sometimes day, day, the day breaks, and it will, the sun will not go down for three months. So they only have about three months to farm. And uh, some of our pastors, we have them white pastors. Uh, there were two of them, they were farmers. They were explaining this to me. And it's that three months. So when I was coming to set a program, they told me the time you have to come. It's only three months we have to work. Anything you put around, we are not ready because we have to maximize it. These men are billionaires, but they are farmers. And then you have those that are into oil. So I came. But somewhere, I had a rema, you see? I had a rema that God gave me while I was interacting with him. That's why the first part is important. Abide in me. Then I can plant my word in you. So he gave me a rema. He said, I want to shift the weather and give them six months this year for planting. And I want these people who are skeptics, who don't know me, to know that I'm God. So he explained the purpose, why he wants that. And I came. I had uh, three days there. First day, we were building faith and all of that. Second day, the glory of God hits. <laughs> and I spoke to the weather to shift to clear that for six good months. And that this year, people will make so much money and so much harvest. I finished the meeting. Of course, the, some of the crazy things I did there, um, the meeting that we started with a certain number of people doubled, tripled. People were running us. People were getting healed. White people. These are white people. The black people in this meeting are no more than five. They started running to go and bring people in stretchers and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, here is the point. The weather adjusted and it lasted for six months. These farmers made so much money, one of them offered me an aircraft. I said, why? He said, I will buy it. I want you to be coming here every quarter. <laughs> we need human beings. That's why you see, I, I do come meeting in Nigeria, you will see people, fly, contingents, flying from that part of the world into me. Whites. They saw some things. There are some dimensions of science that God wants to do in these last days. Science in the economy. Science. Government will get tired. One day they will look for us. <laughs> huh. I don't want to tell you know, some of these things because some of you would think, it's either you think I'm crazy or you think, um, mm. we were building one of our auditoriums. Yeah. A 10,000 seater. And um, we have actually raised the funds, and then we started construction. January, we were to do Easter camp meeting in that building. And then the exchange rate went crazy. It moved from 200 to 420. Not this government, not the one that just left. I'll leave it at that. 
It went from 240. Pastor Shola is here. There are many people. This is not uh, something that happened in his side. So I went to the Lord. It's either we extend our faith to believe for more funds. Now, all the things, all our PA system, all our multimedia, all our cooling system, because we had to, we had to bring in the cooling system for that auditorium from Dubai. We had to bring in all the PA system from the US. We have to bring in all the multimedia from the UK. We had about five different things, and they were running into hundreds of millions. So I went to the Lord, and I was trying to, you know, communion first, prayer. Do you know what he told me? I've never done that before. I've never heard anybody say that. He said, crash the exchange rate. Bring it back to 200. I said, Lord. He said, crash it. Bring it down to 200. I said, please, sir, crash it, please, sir. He said, I said, go and crash it. I've taught you how to do it. Once God has breathed into you a Rama word, your mouth is as creative as God. God's word is your mouth is as creative as God's word in his own mouth. So we have this group of women that pray. Oh, they can pray. If you don't want the answer, don't give them. And when they pray, where they hold the prayer meeting, physical fire. When you're walking, you know you walked in from cold. Remember that Lagos is hot. Eh? But when you walk into where they are praying, you know that Lagos is cool. So I went to attend their prayer meeting. And when they saw me, they tried. I said, no, continue what we are doing. Because I know something about activation. In that atmosphere of act, you can create. Oh, yes. The Spirit of God moved. And God said. Those are the two technologies behind this. The Spirit of God moved. And God said. It's like rain has fallen. The ground is wet. Then you plant. You know you're going to have germination. Now, you can plant in dry season. But the seed will delay till rain comes. It's a connection between the move of the Holy Spirit and the word of faith. Is it okay to hang in a turtle's boat? They are not two different things. So, so these women were praying. I told them, continue what we're doing. And they continue. I sat at the back, you know, not to distract them. When the thing hits that place, and I went up, took the mic and addressed the exchange rate and crashed it down back to 200. And I told them, this is an inside information for you guys here. There are about 200 and something of them. Go and tell all your husband the thing has been crashed back. So that, and they know me. They have seen, you know, I don't come around prophesy. You don't see me when everybody's giving prophecy. It's when something needs to be done. So they knew. So they went. Some of the men went into... So you know what happened? Three days after, the thing crashed down to 200. And the Lord said, keep it there till all the things you want to bring in, you are finished bringing it. When you finish bringing, let me know that you are finished. And that's what happened. We brought in everything without having to raise more for All the things we even added... But you know what these women did? They told their husband, so the moment the thing fell, because I told them it's just a temporary intervention. The race sea will close again. We just divided it by the power of faith. It's going to close again. So I told them, tell your husband. So you know what many of them did? They went, when the thing fell, they bought 
Forex. The Forex, people made money. And the only way you can take such a risk is because you have known the man. It's not your first time. If not, just because a pastor says something on the pulpit, it's not enough to, for me to go and... Are you understanding what I'm saying? When we are finished, the Lord said, okay, now withdraw your hand from the system. I, I withdraw. And the thing went back exactly to 420. Now, a lot of people made money out of that. Actually, why the weeks were passing and our things were coming in and all of that, I was tempted to go and do a little forex. I said, if Elijah calls rain, he should, he should benefit. God told me, just stay there and hold that rod. It's not your, your business. I'm telling you. The gifts those men gave me because of the kind of money they made. Hard currencies. Now the reason I'm telling you is that we are now in the last days. And there are challenging, challenging times ahead. But it's the same God. It's the same devil. Nothing has changed. God has not changed. The devil has not grown a straw horn overnight. It's the same law of faith that disciplines him. He said, with the shield of faith, you can quench all the fairy darts of the wicked. Don't let anybody frighten you with some negative prophecies. Some challenging times will come. I'm in touch with those in government. I know what they are saying about this year because of the state of the economy. They don't have the money to do some of the things and they're looking for a way. And, and, and um, let's leave that. I don't want to say some of it. Yeah. Don't let that bother you. Faith is what rules the storms. Faith is what rules the night. Faith is what rules the day. It doesn't matter what it is. The Bible says the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Faith is what creates light in the middle of darkness. Faith is what calms the storm. Faith is what created the universe. Faith is what regulates and governs it. So, of course, like what I was saying earlier, after calling trees forth in Genesis chapter 1, in chapter 2, you hear, and the Lord God planted a garden, and the Lord God caused to grow. Of course, maybe I should read that one for you so you see. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Oh, I have to move fast now. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. The, thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them, verse 2. On the seventh day, the Lord ended his work which he has made, and he rested on the seventh day. Yeah, verse 3. Go to verse, verse 4. Verse 4. Now, ladies and gentlemen, watch. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God has made the earth and the heavens. Look at verse 5. Every plant of the field before it was in the earth. Every herb of the field before it grew. Oh, oh. I thought you said you have commanded all of them and it was so. So now they have to be planted and they have to grow. This is the physical manifestation. God is a gardener. For the Lord God has not caused it to rain on the earth. Oh, oh, so you have to 
You see the processes involved? Rain has to fall. Plants have to grow. That after he has created them in intangible form, this is what God is now doing to get the physical equipment, equivalent. Okay, Ephesians chapter 1. Let me now show you the five laws of faith. I call them the five laws of conversion. Yeah. So sometimes I change these titles or names. The laws of conversion. There are five laws. I want to show you what they are. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the Lord, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with how many spiritual blessings? All. So, when it, it, you talk about grace, it has provided for all our needs. But please, put it up. Let them see. But where is the location of these blessings? In the heavenly places in Christ. So, the spirit realm has all the provisions. Everything that we need. But then, you and I are not yet there physically. But we all pray there. You and I live in, on earth. So, in heavenly places, you've provided all the money I need for this year's budget. In the earthly places, the account, the project might be two billion, the account might be showing two million. The account might be showing 200,000. How do I translate this money from there to here? In the heavenly places, my healing is provided. In the earthly places, my back is paining me. I have injury in my spine. How do I translate this reality to here? You see why I, I, I turned it the law of conversion. The law of conversion is the law of faith. How do I convert it? You know what it means now? That you, are, you have an account somewhere in the U.S. And you have one million dollars. But then you live in Nigeria. You don't live in the U.S. And in Nigeria, you're broke. But in your account in the U.S., you have $1 million. How do you now convert it to the local currency and start using it? See? The provision already exists. What we need to learn is conversion. You know how to convert hard currency to your local currency. It's the same way. In converting God's provisions to your physical or real experience. Um, there is another scripture. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Please put it up. Chapter 1 verse 3. Second Peter. According as his divine power has given us. You see the word heart. Pastors. Had made provision. All things that pertain to life and godliness. So, if you look at Ephesians, you might think it's only spiritual blessings. It's, this one is telling you that it covers both life and then that life. Everything you need for your spiritual life, everything you need for your life here. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Of course, the next verse said, he said, because of these, that's why they gave us exceedingly great and precious promises that by this we might be partakers of the divine nature. So how do you convert? Five laws. The first law is communion. What do we mean by that? Fellowship with the Lord. Prayer. Abide in me and I in you. You see, this is where, of course, let me mention the five laws, then I will 
discuss one or two. Yes. Number one is communion. That's prayer. Number two is revelation. That is extracting the wisdom of God. Pastor Puju was dealing with that the, the other day. Number three is conviction. That's where faith comes. So whenever you hear Jesus say, he say, if you have faith. So a lot of people try to start with level three. Forgetting that there are processes behind that generate that. If you have faith, then you can speak. Then level four is now confession. And level five, which is the final stage, is action. And then what you're going to have is manifestation. Let me pick, because of the time we have, let me pick maybe one or two of them and make a small commentary. For example, if you want to talk about communion, which precipitates revelation. Oh, meanwhile, I need to let you know, the way faith works and the laws that govern it is the same law that take a human spirit from the realm of the spirit and produce a physical person in the physical. It's five processes. Do you know the first process? Communion. That woman that wants a baby has to commune with her man. You know what you call it? Intercourse. You know what intercourse is between a, a woman and her husband? That's what prayer and worship is between us and God. That's the first thing. You have to spend time with him. You have to get into the presence of God in prayer, especially praying in the spirit. <laughs> the Bible says, building up yourself in your most holy faith. Doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. When you start praying, when you are in deep worship, you are spending time with God, what is the second thing in creating a baby? Ejaculation happens. In that whatever, something happens. The man releases something into a woman. And that's what happens. In that place, God releases. What he releases now is no more logos. You have been reading this. You have been filling your spirit with this. But what he releases now is a quickened word. Rema word. A quickened word. A quickened word is the one that has creative ability. It, don't think, Pastor David, just get up. You go and speak to, what is it that I said I spoke to? One of those things. You, you, you'll, be, you'll be joking. It's in the place of prayer that God quickens the word. And, and that particular one, I doubted a little. Then I stayed further. He quickened it further until I could not deny it. Now, it is that quickened word that now produces fertilization. Fertilization is now what we call believing or conviction. And the man who has that already has a baby inside him. What he has not done is produce the baby in the physical. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? A man who has that already has a baby inside him. It is a word that God gave him. It has entered his human spirit. That man is already impregnated. So now, to bring that to pass, the next law for women is incubation. They have to carry that. But for us, it is confession. That's the first law in betting that thing. 
I hope you know during incubation time, for example, we carry babies for nine months. I hope you know that he's a real baby. Oh, oh he's a real baby. Why those days are passing, the ears are forming, this one is forming, this one is coming together, this one is coming together. At time, it's a full baby. Then it stays a few more weeks to mature fully. So that's what happens when you are speaking. In case you don't know what really, the power of words, because it's creative. Look at what happened when Ezekiel began to speak to the dry bones. What did God tell him? And the word of the Lord came to me and said, prophesy. So a rema word first came to him. And then God said, prophesy to these bones. So the moment he started speaking, the Bible said commotion started. Bones started looking for their bones. And movement. You might not see anything in the physical. But I want you to know that anytime you start that speaking, you start declaration that a movement starts. It's like uh, uh, what Pastor Sarah, she teaches on prayer. She, she has this thing she called, may I place my order please. So you say you come to the restaurant, you sit down. You place an order. But like this Christmas, you know, some of the places we went, 15 minutes, you're waiting. But I've already placed an order. 20 minutes, you're waiting. You might get so frustrated that you get up and leave. Enter your car and drive away. Nothing is happening. No. They are processing your order behind the kitchen. They boiling that rice, they are putting the chicken you ordered, they are trying to finish with the salad. So sometimes, you know what some wise restaurants do? Instead of leaving you waiting or to, they first give you chapman, give you some starters, so that you don't lose heart. God does that too, he just does one or two things to keep you, while the system is processing your so when he, that man was speaking, bones were moving, things were moving. And it got to a point, Pastor Poju, what came out was an, a corpse. And it was like a pause. And I said to the Lord, I wanted living beings. Now I have a corpse. You say, you remember that what you had before was dry bones. Now you have complete human being but dead. So what do you do? Prophesy again. These are some areas we missed it in the past. We say, once you speak once, you can't speak again. Who told you that? How many times did God speak to create the universe where we are? And he said, and God said, and God said, 14 times. No, 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 about 10, there about. You see, God did not create the whole earth in one day. Your faith will not deliver everything in one day. That's why even if it's in gold setting, you set some short term, set some mid term, set some long term. Don't try to accomplish because you've just learned about faith. You have never had a million in your life. Now you want to declare 100 billion. You know, that's what happens. When I'm calling for billions, you see some people that have never seen one million trying to call a billion. They are jumping the queue. Ooh, no. If you finish all the money today, what are you going to do next year? No, I don't mean, mean it like that. That realm is inexhaustible. But you see, 
the world is fuel. Faith is combustion. That's what makes the engine fly. I mean, the world is fuel. Prayer is combustion. That's what produces revelation and conviction and makes the engine fly. So, the word is like food. Prayer is like going to the gym. Then, when you start doing that, your capacity starts increasing. So, when I go with Pastor Poji to the gym, and he carries 100 kg of weight, I cannot try it all. I can't try it. I'm at 25, so I do 25 first. But I look at him that is at 100, I know I can get there, but it will take time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why we call that stage incubation, incubation, because that's where faith mixes with patience. Faith and time mixes. It's the second to the last stage before manifestation happens. Just because you are in the maternity, you saw this lady deliver her baby today. Twins. You go and start forcing three months baby to come out. You don't do that. It's a natural process. He's been carrying, been in the gym, building muscles, building capacity. His faith, now my faith can believe for billions, just like this. No, there was a time to believe 100,000. It was all the faith I had in this world. But I kept feeding my faith. I kept exercising it. And it kept growing higher capacity. I kept exercising it. I kept exercising it. I kept feeding it. And I kept exercising it. And I grew to one million capacity. Wow. I had to go and give special thanksgiving. One million. My God. It, it looked like we came back with a World Cup. Then I believe for one million again. Believe for one million. Now it's, it's not a big deal. So I went for ten. Then I did it again. I did it again. It's not a big deal. Then I went for hundred. Then I did it again. Then I did it again. It's not a big deal. Then I went for the B level. I entered the billion floor. It is an ever-increasing faith. As long as, as you are <laughs> ingesting the word, you are exercising your faith. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Uh, hmm. In John chapter 5, verse 19, this is what Jesus said. The son can of himself do nothing. There's so much in this scripture. And this is the key to Christian life. It's the key to faith life. The son can of himself do nothing. But what he seeth the father do. So I said, Lord, how do you see what the father is doing? In prayer. Because prayer precipitates what? Revelation. I also see it in the scriptures. But in prayer, it becomes imprinted in my spirit. <laughs> what is here, the father do, put it back. That's what the son does. For whatsoever the father do it, these also do it, the son likewise. That's how I operate. That's the Lord that governs the miraculous. Hmm.
But you know, to wind it up, we have uh, the evening session. We're going to do some practicals here. You know, um, the last phase of producing a child involves labor. You see that thing that started like sweet. They call it love making. Now it's going to involve exertion. The woman will go to the maternity and now the midwives another will say, push! And the last stage a manifesting reality from the unseen to the unseen involves action corresponding action actually let me use another word w-o-r word k after believing after declaring after dreaming get up and go and pursue your dreams get up and go and do it of course this last stage if i want to use management language because i can give you these five laws in management is called execution execution i don't care what goals your company has i don't care the dreams that you have i don't care what you're planning without execution the baby will remain in the womb your dream would that remain in the spiritual world. Does, is he real? Yes. Are you experiencing it? No. Oh, I am very strong in execution. But you see, the type of work after faith has been exercised is to put steps in place, put systems in place, put, sometimes it's, it's delegational to receive the harvest. So this is what the Bible means where he said, after telling us about rest, he now said, labor to enter into your rest. Is it not on the seventh day that God rested? Uh, what did he do for six days? He labored on the seventh day. He did what? He rested. Jesus is now in a state of rest. You see the law of Sabbath now says, walk six times, rest one day. Is six is to one. For those who don't understand that, that thing that success just falls into your hand. Because you heard Pastor David speak about faith. But there is a difference between the work, W O R K, of faith, the corresponding actions of faith, and the work of toiling. Big difference. Everyone is just sweating around, running up and down. Can I? Okay, my time is up. I wanted to read for you. I actually brought this document. Maybe in the evening I will read it. It's Kenny Copeland, how he believes for aircraft. He taught Jerry. So Jerry is the one reporting. He said they were trying to believe for a bigger aircraft. They had a small one then. Kenny Copeland told them, we are going for a full gospel businessman. Come with me two days earlier, and you are going to pray with me. He said, normally he does it alone. But he wanted to replicate his faith in Jerry. So Jerry said it was a privilege. The first time I'm having personal devotion with him. We flew into the city, booked into a hotel. Early 
in the morning, 6 a.m., he told me, meet me here in my room. And when they got there, do you know what he was doing? He started praying in the spirit. Then he had his Bible open. As he's praying, when a word is quickened, he will go to the scripture, read it, and then mark it. And then he will start praying that word. And then praying in the spirit. And then the first day finished. So Jerry said, I kept my eyes open. When he turns his, his Bible, I start turning my own, even though I don't know what I'm looking for. He gets what he's looking for from his spirit man, and then he now looks for the evidence in the world. So, but you know, initially I didn't understand what he was about. I would just turn my own and do like him and pray in the spirit too. So, and he, he now turned to Jerry and said, If you get any word, if you pick anything in the spirit, tell me. What we are trying to believe God for is a bigger aircraft. And then we, we are starting launching a TV ministry and we are going to pay cash. So, second day, he said, meet me again the same place, 6 a.m. And then they prayed. After about two hours, I said, I've gotten it. I've gotten the wisdom of God on the matter. Do you see prayer, precipitates word, revelation, divine intelligence. He said, now I know what to do. I know exactly how to get the money. He said, but first of all, for the aircraft, we need to sow a seed. And he said, the only seed I have is my, that small aircraft they were trying to. So he said, and the Lord also showed me the ministry to give it to. Jerry said, he called the man. The man was rejoicing and all that. Then Kenneth Copeland said, we're not going to give it to him with this engine and body that is wrecked and we're going to send the aircraft, fix it or put a brand new engine and send it to him. Jerry said, I've never heard anything like that. How can you be sowing a seed and you're spending more money that you don't have to fix up? He said, because the law of return said I'm going to get a hundredfold of what I sow. So if I give in that aircraft with rundown engine, I'll get a bigger aircraft with rundown engine. I wish I, you know, he fixed the aircraft, sent it to the man. Jerry said, 11 days after he called him, he said, do you want to see a miracle? He said, yes. He said, come, fly into Texas airport and come and meet me there. I'm already there. And when he got there, he saw him and Gloria and two of the kids. They were standing on the wrong way. So he said, what are we standing here? He said, just watch, just have patience. It wasn't long. An aircraft landed and headed in the wrong way in their direction. When he got there, packed, the man came down and handed the key. Because they've already called him. That's why he came there. And it was that aircraft that they called for. You know, after they got the directives from heaven, got the remnant from God, he now opened his mouth and called his force. But did you notice that that particular one also involved sowing a seed? There are different types of corresponding action. For another person, it might require getting the phones, calling his partners, getting the phones to buy it. This one, he didn't buy it. Somebody so gave it to him. I have noticed since then, many people that I have met who got an aircraft for him tells you that he will fix it up, service the engine. Some of them said even after giving it to them, once in a while, the engine breaks down or something goes wrong, he will ask them to return it, he will fix it up and give it back to them. I have never seen a human being like that. But it starts with communion, spending time with God. So in the way we understood faith before, we want to start with either confession or we want to start with believing and we find ourselves struggling. 
because it's rhema that produces conviction. And conviction, when spoken, becomes a creative force. God bless you. Thank you, sir.